What's up, everybody? It's Freddy Oseguera for Box Talk 101, here with my co-host, Pedro El Lobo Madrid. Um, we kind of wanted to, uh, me and Lobo have been brainstorming a little bit for the past few days, maybe a few weeks, and uh, we wanted to put together a show that is basically boxing talk, you know? Um, Hence, box talk yeah, 101. <laughs> pun intended. Um, and we figured, you know, there's a lot of topics that maybe don't get talked about, or a lot of topics that we personally would like to touch on. Um, so we thought that uh, making a podcast for you guys would not only get you guys more involved, but, um, you know, we, us ourselves, would, would be able to express not only our knowledge, but um, learn things along the way that maybe we don't already know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, that's basically about it, right? Uh, that's it, yeah. That's what this show is about. Let's get it started. Let's see. Yeah, so. Without further ado, a uh, quick recap this weekend. We had uh, Terrence Crawford, um, Jeff Horn, AKA Jeffrey Horn, the Hornet. Um, <laughs> we also had Jermel Charlo uh, versus Austin Trout. He won as well. Um, we did have Santa Cruz, Leo Santa Cruz versus Abner Mares too, um, which was a fight that personally, I wasn't looking forward to only because we had already seen that fight before. Mm -hmm. um, but, after watching the fight. A lot of people fight, were though, a lot of people were looking forward. Yeah, a lot of people were looking um, forward to it. Yeah. Me personally, I know that I was maybe one of the few that wasn't looking forward to it because I thought, you know, uh, featherweight division, 126, so many other good fights that could be made with those guys. You could have had Santa Cruz, um, Oscar Valdez, mm -hmm. Mara's Oscar Valdez, Mara's Jojo Diaz, Santa Cruz, Jojo Diaz, so many guys, any of those guys mm -hmm. versus Gary Russell Jr. And instead we get those two again. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've already seen this, you know? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was a good fight, the first fight, that's why, you know? It was a good fight, but it, it, was, also, it was also, to me, um, so long ago. Mm. Maybe, I don't yeah. know, two, three years ago? I don't even remember. I yeah. know I was there, though. I was there for, the, for that fight. Oh, in person? Yeah, I was there, yeah. Oh, wow. I actually went Where was it? it? I don't remember. It was in LA. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. It was, uh, I forgot what freaking, which, what, uh, Arena it was, I haven't forgot. Mm -hmm. uh, Stuff Up Center, I think? Or? I don't know, I don't remember. A while back, <laughs> long enough for me to not remember. Uh, I, was there, I was there, it was, uh, but from what I hear, uh, it, it looked different though. Like when you're live, it's, of course it's different. But I thought it was exciting, but everybody else that actually saw it in TV, they thought it was even better. How vividly you know I mean? do you remember that fight? Pretty good. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I was like hella far away, but I wasn't like, front row either but you remember it very well but I remember well. it very well yeah, I thought it was competitive I thought it was a good fight but I didn't think it was as good as people say it was right you know what I mean because I guess I'm watching it on TV you see replays you see yeah. all this kind of other stuff that you don't see in live mm -hmm. so I'm kind of like in the same same way as you you're like I wasn't really too much interested in watching yeah. it yeah I saw it on TV okay the first fight yeah the second fight I also saw it on TV but I was way more intrigued by the second fight uh, to the point where even though Leo has now beat Abner Morris twice, uh -huh. I totally would not mind seeing a trilogy. Mm. And I also think that uh, Abner Morris fought a lot better this time around. Mm. I don't think he was training with Robert Garcia before in that first no, fight. he wasn't. Um, I felt like this fight, he fought a lot better. It was a lot closer. Although I feel like the same problem kind of arose to where, if I remember correctly in the first mm -hmm. fight, he started kind of phasing towards mm -hmm. the middle of the of the towards the middle rounds. 
And I feel like the same kind of happened here. Towards the ninth or tenth round, I kind of saw like mm. he looked defeated, you know. Mm. Um, but the rounds were very close. Mm. Okay. Um, so, anyways, that's what yeah. that's yeah. what happened this weekend. Um, I'm sure every other boxing channel will talk about that. We'll talk. So we'll just move on to a little bit of the stuff we wanted to talk about. Um, I wanted to ask you. I wanted to get your opinion on uh, if you had a favorite fighter, past or present, mm-hmm. um, or maybe there's somebody who you're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, who will be maybe doing a lot of great things in the future, um, but that wouldn't make him your favorite fighter right now, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, is there anybody who you kind of thought, man, I really like this guy's style, whether you want to emulate it, or you, you just really liked all of his achievements? Yeah, uh, th- like, that's a really tough one because for me, I, I like different fighters for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say I have a favorite fighter. I can think of a few from the past, like, you know, Willie Pep. I can think of Alexis Arguello. Mm-hmm. I can think of you know any other like fighter and be like, oh man, that that, that guy, that guy. But then it's like, no. What about the other guy? What about the other guy? It's just too many, too many. Uh, I I can't think of one fighter. I used to remember Even, you were a pretty big fan of Sergio Martinez. Was that, that you? That was yeah. Sergio okay. Martinez too. Okay. I, his style is you know it's just too many, too yeah. many. So I can't, I can't. Every time I get that question asked, like, oh, who's your favorite fighter? I don't have one. I can't think of anyone like right now too, in the present, Lomachenko. He's he's a, you know. Would you say that's your current favorite fighter? My current favorite fighter active. would be Lomachenko. Yes. Yeah, who's active right yes. now? But even then, I, I'm like, even then, I still don't. I, I like, for example, Anthony Joshua. You like Anthony Joshua? Uh, yeah, isn't that weird? I don't like Anthony Joshua. I I, I, I like him a lot. I like why? Anthony Joshua personality-wise because he seems like a cool dude, like a likable guy, uh-huh. right? I just feel like he's not—he's not. I feel like he was a bodybuilder turned boxer, uh-huh. and I could be wrong. I don't know all of Anthony <laughs> Joshua's background as yeah. as far as how far he goes back into boxing and when he started boxing. I know he was in the Olympics and mm-hmm. whatnot, but like, I just feel like he's not. When you think of a boxer, I don't think of Anthony Joshua. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know? But my, the, the reason I brought him up, though, was because, like, you know, I, I just brought up Lomachenko, right? All Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got so many other attributes. And I'm like, whoa, that, that's a free fighter. But in a different weight class, Anthony Joshua, I really like, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Wilder, okay. I'm like, Wilder, yeah, he's got, he, he you know, he's been winning and all this, all that. Mm-hmm. But I don't like his style. He can but have his... I know he can have better win, better better record than than Anthony Joshua, better resume and all that. But I don't like him. I would not consider him the best because I don't like his style. He's just the way he fights. Or like for example, Canelo. Uh-huh. Canelo fights very his his boxing style is clean. Yes. It's sharp. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So so that makes him already a better fighter in my eyes. Even than Deontay if he, Wilder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even even if even if the resume doesn't. Prove it, yeah. Right, right. That's kind of where I'm at. So, so Lomachenko, same thing. Just, just his boxing IQ and the way mm-hmm. everything about him makes him a good fighter. You know what I mean? Even though right. he hasn't proved it with the record, with, with who's his fought. I think he has. I think Lomachenko has. I don't think he has. Why I think, not? Well, not there. Yeah, I think he's maybe. If you, if you were to look at it from a zero percent to a hundred percent, he's at eighty. To me, in my eyes, eighty percent as far as uh, where he ranks as, among others, or what do you no, mean by that? By like, where do you much, expect him to be? Well, not expect him to be, but like really prove himself uh, with with uh, with a record, you know, okay. not just with your boxing style, with 
proving yourself against the best and that kind of stuff. Well, what do you want the guy to do? Find Mikey Garcia, for example. Oh. He beats Mikey Garcia. He beats it pretty much everybody. <laughs> you know everybody yeah, else. Yeah, but that's Mikey Garcia, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So to me, it's like, he's got to... Uh, we'll talk about that, I think, yeah. Time. Uh, yeah, we can expand on that on a different yeah. episode. But before we move on from that one, real quick question. We don't have to get into it too much. But because we were on the Anthony Joshua topic, in your opinion, who wins, him or Wilder? That's a really good one. I think... I think they both have equal chance, man. I think because we've seen Anthony Joshua go down on that straight, yeah. right? I think he's chinny. I think so, he's chinny suspect. Uh, and, and, you know, so I think if, if Wilder lands one of those wild <laughs> shots... The windmill or, punches? Yeah, he, he's done. Yeah, know? 12 but rounds I, is a long time. Yeah, 12 rounds is a long time. So, uh, But, uh, you know, again, freaking Anthony Joshua's boxing style is a lot cleaner, a lot better. And if he can use it in his advantage, mm-hmm. he can't get touched by Wilder. He's better fundamentally. Exactly. So he, he won't. If he be, if he just sticks to to his like by the book style of boxing, mm-hmm. he won't get touched, and he'll win. Even on points, he'll win. He maybe won't knock him out, but I think if he just boxes him, he'll win. But I think everybody has a plan until they get hit. <laughs> That's but what I'm saying. I, it's 50-50, man. I think I'll 50/50. go on record th- saying I think Wilder wins that fight. And for a while, I didn't think he would. Uh, but the more I'm seeing it, the more I hear talk about, um, you know, contract, team. conversation, stuff like that. Uh, I think I think Wilder wins. But we'll talk about that uh, another time. Um, yeah, 80% think, I think he would win. You think yeah. Joshua or Wilder? No, no, Wilder. You think Wilder wins? 80%. 80% you give him 80-20 yeah, chance. 80-20 mm-hmm. chance. And the only reason is because he fought... Luis Ortiz and, and, and that was a great fight. What happened we there? We watched that here. Yeah, what yeah, happened there? What happened there? Ortiz, I thought Ortiz had it, man. And qué pasó? What he happened? One freaking punch, couple finish. punches, and boom. So, eh. Anyways, yeah, move on. That's how quickly the tide turns. <laughs> okay, um, another topic I wanted to touch on was Roy Jones and his weight class movement. Um, I, I know we've spoken about this a little bit in the past, but. Uh, mm-hmm. He started at uh, middleweight. Roy Jones Jr. did. Mm-hmm. Won titles in every weight class uh, north of that, up to heavyweight. And I think at one point proceeded to make his way back down. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though he started at middleweight, I don't know if you know this, he even has fights at Super Welter. Mm-hmm. He has like one or two fights at Super Welter, at 154. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a guy who's fought from 154 all oh, the way to heavyweight. heavyweight. Dang. And then at some point, I don't remember, I don't specifically remember when, proceeds to make his way back down. Uh-huh. Me personally, I think I'm, I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm very strong-minded when it comes to if you move up in weight, mm-hmm. you don't go back down. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, that's like, a, that's something a lot of fighters should stick by. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get your thoughts on that. What you being a fighter specifically? Uh-huh. You go up in weight, whether it's one or two or three, or in this case, I don't know how many weight classes. Uh-huh. You move up and then you decide to move down. Yeah. What does that do to the, what do you think that does to the body, you know? Uh, not much, because we're talking about weight classes that, what, like five pound difference? Five, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. If you move up one weight class. If you move up one weight class, right. yes, right? But here's an example, Mikey Garcia, what is he doing? 
eating a lot of tortillas. No, but did, didn't he say? Didn't he say? Oh, I'm gonna move that back down to 145. Which I think is a bad idea. No, but you know why? You know why though? It's not a bad idea. It's all. It's okay. Maybe not for Mikey. No, but but here's my point. Hear me out. I fight at 135, mm-hmm. right? But I've actually weighed in at 130 before. Mm-hmm. So I can make 130 and I can make 135, mm-hmm. but I walk around in the 140s. Okay. So if I fight at one, I could make a fight at 140 if I wanted to. Of course, I'm gonna be fighting a bigger guy that came down in weight, unless and somebody fight Nike blows up more. Yeah, or unless it just happens to be somebody that did the same thing as me and was like, you know what, no weight cut. I'm just gonna fight at my natural weight or, mm-hmm. or my walk around weight or whatever you wanna call it. So I could do that. So we're looking at three weight classes right there. 130 that I can make if I make weight. Mm-hmm. 135, same thing. I make weight, not as much. It's not as difficult to make 135 for me, but I but it's still making weight. Mm-hmm. Or 140, which is really not considered making weight because I, I walk around in the, close to 140. Again, but you've never fought at 140. I've never fought at 140. But that's a, my point is that my, my body, like I'm not putting on weight yeah. to move up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not losing as much. Right. You see what I'm saying? So if I decide, oh, my career, I'm gonna move up in weight. All it really means is I'm not gonna go so heavy on the on the weight cut. Right. Right. So uh-huh. I, that's kind of how I look at it. But other fighters would look at it the other way, like, oh, I'm gonna move up in weight because I, I have heard of this before. They're like, oh, I'm gonna move up, move up in weight, which means instead of walking in the 140s, now I'm gonna walk around the 150s. So right. they do gain the weight, and then. The weight cut is the same because now you're in the 150. Yeah, you're cutting the same amount of weight to make the 140s. Right. So, from, so there, I don't, I haven't done it personally, so I don't know how. I don't know if that has any impact in your body, which mm-hmm. maybe it does. I don't know. I haven't been there yet. But from my point of view, that's the way I would do it. If I'm gonna move up in weight, I'm gonna make sure that I that I don't I don't gain too much weight, so mm-hmm. that so that the weight cut it you know it doesn't affect me. Right. Because other than that, it's like, okay, it's just too much. Like, okay, I'm gonna go up, I'm gonna gain five pounds of muscle, but I still have to lose 10, 15 pounds of water weight. (laughs) It doesn't make sense, you know? I think um, Mikey Garcia, we saw him fight at 140. I think he's the man of the division at 135. I think at 135, I think 135 is a perfect division for Mikey. And I think he's the best in the division. Um, pretty, pretty far out too. I think the the closest guy that maybe touches him is Lomachenko. I think that's a competitive fight, but I still think Mikey wins that fight. Mm. Um, I when we saw him fight at 140, I don't feel like as powerful as he is at 135. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like his power kind of went with him, or maybe because he was fighting a bigger guy. Um, maybe maybe so because he, maybe because he didn't he didn't go up in weight the way that I'm telling you. Maybe he didn't gain muscle weight. Yeah, I'm he sure. just didn't yeah. cut as much weight. Right, right, right. You know, water weight or whatever you want to call it. So that's what I'm saying. Because he even talked about moving up to 154. I know, and I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> I think that's a bad well, idea. What does he that tell out you, Errol Spence Jr.? What does that tell you? He walks around probably at 160. He called out one of the biggest welterweights. Well, then maybe he walks around 160, 155, one, one, 158. No, I don't know. Man. He's not a tall guy. Man. I don't know. I, think I don't know him personally. I don't. I don't know Mikey personally, but Mikey. Send us a message. Let us know how where, where you walk around. Do you walk around 160? <laughs> no, I might I be able so. to get that info, not from him directly, <laughs> but I can ask a few people. No. Um, but anyways, back to what it was. Roy Jones, I feel like because of him moving up and down those weight classes, 
we saw Roy Roy Jones' career kind of, uh, with all due respect, spiral a little bit. Towards the end? Towards the end. And do you think that's why he started going back down? Um, yes and no. So I feel like the way him moving up and down those weight classes maybe played a role in... Um, I don't think his body reacted the way he would have liked for mm. it to react. Um, towards the very end of his career, I feel like he, he went back up, just so you know. He went back up again. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's because of the age. Maybe mm-hmm. his body wasn't allowing him to cut the way he would have mm-hmm. um, cut, cut the weight. He, the way he would have liked to have cut the weight. Because um, I think his last fight was also like a cruiserweight or something. It was it was like 199 pounds. Um, but yeah, basically that's, that's kind of what I was thinking is I don't know if the weight movement up and down really played a role. Because I think in his prime, mm-hmm. Roy Jones is arguably one of the greatest ever, if not the greatest ever in his prime, as mm-hmm. far as far as like pound for pound. Because um, I think everybody can go, you can go on YouTube mm-hmm. and, yeah. and see a lot of his highlights and the things yeah. he was doing. It was crazy. Um, but I know even Andre Ward has at one point specified, uh, with I guess with his coaches, he said, uh, we've already talked about if I decide to move up in weight, we're not going back down. Like, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. only up from there, if anything, but we're never going back down in weight. So that's why I wanted to get your input on that. But moving right along, mm-hmm. um, I want to give a quick shout out to Gerald Washington. I don't know if you know who Gerald Washington is. I don't know him personally. I, I know I've, I've run into him like on social media before yeah. i've seen him but I, i'm not i'm not too knowledgeable about him i yeah. just know that he's from around the area he's from probably. our area uh area code 707 he's from vallejo we're so it's all northern california we're from santa rosa um but he is fighting today by the time you guys probably see this he would have already yeah. fought yeah um so hopefully mm-hmm. by the time you guys are reading this he's got another w um but yeah, just quick shout out to him. Hoping yeah. him the best of luck today. Yeah, and those who don't know, like me, I didn't know. I guess this guy was telling me he fought Wilder. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. he fought Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. And I didn't know. I think you guys can find this somewhere online, maybe on the tube of you or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, tell me if you guys agree or disagree. Maybe later after you guys see the fight, if you haven't already seen the fight, I thought the I thought Gerald Washington was winning that fight up until Deontay Wilder caught him. Like <laughs> everybody, but uh, yeah, go check out that fight if you guys have a chance. Let me know what you think. You can drop a comment in the comment section. Um, I wanted to talk about. There's a lot of fights too right now that are uh, either in the making or there's talks of the fight being made. There's negotiations going on. Um, we talked earlier about Wilder uh, Joshua. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, before the video. We talked about Canelo Triple G. Um, I mentioned even earlier, Adam Mars, Leo Santa Cruz, part three. Uh, is there any fight that kind of sticks out in your mind where you're thinking, man, I would really love to see this fight, or I would drop $100 HD version to watch this fight on pay-per-view, or I would want to fly out and see this fight, or anything where you're like, man, that's a great fight. Is there any one fight that sticks out in particular to you? Mm. Besides Mikey or Sam Lomachenko, not really. That's a great fight. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Not really. Because, I mean, even Canelo Triple G, like, I'm over it, honestly, kind of. like I'm over it. Yeah. I'm way over it, too. Yeah. I feel like it's too much drama. Yeah. We don't want to know all this stuff, man, that's going on behind yeah. the scenes. We don't want to hear about titles getting stripped and steroid allegations or whatever, yeah. or 50-50 <laughs> split. I don't care about any of that, man. Yeah. We want to see fights. We're fans. I'm a mm-hmm. fan. From a fan's perspective, I want to see them fight. 
I think Lomachenko and uh, Mikey would be a great fight. Yeah. Um, I would definitely pay for that. Mm-hmm. But I think Mikey wins. <laughs> do, uh, you, do you see this? You see Lomachenko winning that fight? I see Lomachenko. Well, yeah. I, 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 so. I see Lomachenko with the possibility of winning that fight. Uh-huh. I think if I were to throw out odds on that, I would have it maybe 65-35 in mm. favor of Mikey. Uh-huh. Um, I'll have it the other way around with Lomachenko. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay, so kind of one-sided, but not really. Nah. Yeah, you see it kind of, like, it could mm-hmm. go either way. It could, it could go, yeah. I mean, if it goes the distance, that would be very tough to score, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless there's knockdowns. But well, uh, we've I seen think, Lomachenko get knocked down now. Yeah, but also Mikey Garcia yeah, with the same true. punch. That's true. So, it's, eh, you know. Against the guy that Lomachenko destroyed. Pretty bad. And, yeah, and uh, <laughs> Rocky Martinez. Yeah, it's just whenever a good punch lands, man, it don't matter. It can be the weakest motherfucker out there. Yeah. If it, if it lands, I thought right we were on the spot, cuss, I know. I just, it came cuss. out. <laughs> it came out. We'll bleep it. Nah. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just the way it is. You know, if you land a good punch, even if it's not powerful, you're going down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He said it too after it was a flash knockdown. Those flash knockdowns yeah, don't hurt you. Yeah, I don't think he you. was hurt. I saw they him. They don't hurt you. He didn't but like hurt. Yeah, they don't hurt you, but they, they put you down. And, and that, that counts. Um, Have you... We've talked about like Lomachenko, Mikey, Wilder, Joshua, a lot of the big names. Um, Do you have a current pound for pound list right now? Terrence Crawford fought yesterday. Oh, I, I know. Terrence Crawford. A lot of people yeah. have, have talked about when yeah, there's... Yeah. Pound for pound list talked about. It's always Terence Crawford, Terrence and Lomachenko. Uh-huh. Those two. Um, uh, but they you, always they always bring. Up, so I mean, we we always say they, but at the same time we, I kind of like agree when people talk about pound for pound list and they put they put in there you know Terence Crawford, they put in there Lomachenko, they put in there Canelo, and Triple G. So that's already four of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So who would be the, the... You would have those guys in your top five? I would have them on my top five, in my top five yes. But the, the other one, I'm not too sure. I'm like, hmm. Well, I don't here's... Know. here's um, if we ever bring up, again, pound for pound lists in, in future episodes, uh, here's one thing that I wanted to kind of get out because I've heard another um, boxing page bring this up. I won't mention any names, but I, I, I saw another boxing page's pound for pound list. I believe it was top 10 or something like that. And no heavyweights were included. Mm. Uh, because according to them, they don't believe in heavyweights being in the pound for pound list because uh, it's pound for pound. It's who's the guy that, that fights best, right? Uh-huh. Basically, regardless of your weight class. Oh, weight and a lot class, of heavyweights yeah. don't move like a lot of the lighter guys. Yeah. But here's where I disagree with that, and I want to get your take after mm-hmm. this is. Um, Who's to say that if those lighter weight guys, let's say Lomachenko, for example, was a heavyweight, who's to say he would still move like that? Maybe he wouldn't move he like wouldn't, that. No, no, or who's to say that if those guys, guy like Luis Ortiz or yeah. Anthony Joshua, if yeah. he was a lot lighter, that he wouldn't be able to move around better, mm-hmm. throw better punches, mm-hmm. be more precise, you know, mm-hmm. uh, have the fundamentals down yeah. a little better. Yeah, same thing. Anthony Joshua, he, I think yeah. he, uh, our lighter weight class, he would be able to move faster. He looks very athletic, so I think. If it was lighter, mm-hmm. he would have the, the uh, uh, what is it called? Athleticism. Athleticism. Athleticism, yeah, to move quickly and do all kinds of he stuff. He would look a lot better at a lighter yeah. weight. Mm-hmm. I think so. So, yeah, I, I disagree with that, too. You I disagree think, with that? Yes. Okay. I think even, uh, even a heavyweight can be pound for pound. pound for pound, yeah. Okay. Um, 
Another another point I wanted to, to touch on on that, on the pound for pound list, people make these pound for pound lists, is um, a lot of people go by resume, which mm-hmm. of course you have to include the resume. Yeah, definitely. But I don't feel like that should be the majority factor. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things when I work on a pound for pound list and I start to consider, okay, who am I putting up there? Mm-hmm. Is if you're talking pound for pound, another a good way to kind of compare these guys as far as how well they're doing is compare them against their peers, against their guys in their own weight class. Mm-hmm. So you talk about a guy like like uh, Lomachenko, for example, is a good example. And we'll mention Terrence Crawford right after this. Lomachenko, fighting against, right now he's fighting at 135. How does he compare to the other guys fighting at 135? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Is he like completely outclassing these guys? Or is it close? You know? Mm-hmm. Because if it's close, who's to say the guy right behind him in the number two spot at 135, whoever that may be, isn't also deserving of a top pound for pound mm-hmm. um, position, you know? Yeah. Uh, or you look at a guy like uh, like Terrence Crawford, for example. He fought yesterday, fought um, Jeff Horn. Mm-hmm. He beat him by a non- ninth round knockout, whatever. Um, but I don't think he looked as good as I expected him to look, I guess. I, if we're talking about a guy who is either number one or number two pound for pound, mm-hmm. and you look uncomfortable in there against Jeff Horn, who understandably I know he fights odd. He, mm-hmm. He's a strange fighter. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe Terence Crawford wasn't as comfortable with letting his hands go against him or putting himself in but, position. But he did. He did. Fin- he did finish the job. He though. did finish him. Something but, Pacquiao couldn't do. And Pacquiao. Yeah, was, but Pacquiao is what? How old is he? Well, again, it's still. Is, is Pacquiao pound for pound deserving well, right now? No. I don't think so, but he did for a good while. And another thing, so. people, a lot of the, a, a lot of the reason why Terence Crawford even got into the pound for pound argument in the first place was before he was a welterweight, because mm-hmm. this is his first welterweight fight. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about when he was at 140 mm-hmm. and 135, fighting guys like Gamboa, mm-hmm. fighting guys like Postol, mm-hmm. uh, fighting guys like, um, um, what's his name? I forgot his name. Um, uh, yeah, I forgot his name. But uh, a lot of the guys he were fight he was fighting uh-huh. were smaller than him. Mm-hmm. I can't give him pound for pound credit when you're uh, fighting guys that are when, smaller than. When him. you don't look the same, uh, like the same way, right? Like you move up in weight, yes. and yeah, you win and everything, but you don't look as like great. Or was it well, word? word, word not great, but like as, as good, I guess. I don't know. Well, here's what I'm trying to explain. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Terrence Crawford versus uh, Gamboa. Yeah, I did. Okay, I think it was like a 135, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, and Gamboa was putting on a good fight early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Terrence Crawford took over. He adjusted. He made the moves. He made the adjustments he needed to make. Took control of the fight. Uh, won the fight. But... Gamboa was a lot smaller than him, and, mm-hmm. and, and understandably, Gamboa was a great fighter. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing against Gamboa. He was, uh, he was at the top at that point in time. Uh, he was doing really well in his career. I think, I believe that's like when his career kind of peaked, or, or was at its peak. But again, Terence Crawford was naturally the bigger guy. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing him. You know, he moved up to 140. Which he did great there. He did the same thing. He did a mm-hmm. 135 there at 140, uh, and took on everybody. Uh, but a lot of the guys were smaller than mm-hmm. him. I don't give him a lot of credit for the Julius Andongo fight. I don't yeah. know if you saw that one, but no, nah, I saw a preview. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, highlights. Highlights. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that Julius Andongo had never fought outside of his country. I forget where the hell he's from. He had never fought outside of his country, uh-huh. but he had a world title. Crawford beat him, unified, boom. Andongo was the same size 
You look at them and they're about the same height, obviously yeah. same weight. Even after they, they uh, after weigh-ins, you know, they mm-hmm. uh, bulk up or whatever, drink water, rehydrate. Uh, they look about the same size. Postol, same thing. And Postol, mm-hmm. I believe, was undefeated at the time that Terrence Crawford beat him. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of the other guys weren't as big as Terrence Crawford. Mm-hmm. So now we're seeing Terrence Crawford at welterweight, mm-hmm. which looks like the more natural weight class for Maybe not natural, but he fits in with the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. He's about the size of a Keith Thurman. He's actually bigger than Manny Pacquiao, mm-hmm. for example. Um, he's about the size of a Jeff Horn. Um, so I feel like now we're going to see really what Terrence Crawford is made of, pound for pound. Mm-hmm. Um, in this weight class. In this weight class. And how, how far does he really separate himself from that pack? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like a ninth round stoppage of Jeff Horn, who made you look uncomfortable, by the way, is, is too impressive mm-hmm. for me just yet. I'd like to see him fight maybe Danny Garcia, mm-hmm. um, Sean Porter, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, a couple of those guys. Keith Thurman, if he ever comes back. Um, and obviously the fight that a lot of people want to see is Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford. Yeah. So if you think if he beats all of them, he's down for pound. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to beat all of them. But if he faces one or two of those names, mm-hmm. and and looks good, and he looks incredible, looks great. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to look good, because I think any of those guys fight. You talk about um, Keith Thurman, and Sean Porter. When they fought, mm-hmm. Keith Thurman looked good. Yeah. But I don't think Keith Thurman's deserving of the number one pound for pound spot. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Maybe number six, number number seven. Not right now because he's not active. Yeah. But when he was active, he probably peaked at about number six, number seven, because he was beating other guys. He beat Sean yeah. Porter, he mm-hmm. beat Danny Garcia, mm-hmm. and he looked good. Yeah. He didn't look great. He didn't like sep. The the fights were close. Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay. You know, he didn't separate yeah, yeah, yeah. himself from the pack like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one thing I like to see when considering a pound for pound list mm-hmm. is is how are they competing against guys in their own weight class. Mm-hmm. Um, so. With that said, though, we gotta see the same thing with Lomachenko now that he moved up to 135, right? Right. Because uh, at 130, he was he looked incredible against everybody else. He yes, was making he did. everybody quit pretty much. But right? again, consider he this: 130 is his more natural weight class. That's true. 135, the guys are bigger than him. You, you know think what I'm saying? So? I, did you see the Lenares Lomachenko fight? Oh yeah, yeah. He looked. I didn't think he looked too. Like big, you know what I mean? Lenardis? Yeah, I thought it was like, yeah, he looked a little bigger, but not too, like, drastically bigger. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was, like, that big of a deal. I saw the size difference, yeah. and I thought it was, like, I thought there was clearly a size difference. And understandably, I feel like, I don't feel like 135 is Lomachenko's natural weight class, if mm-hmm. that makes so sense. So you don't think he'll move up to 140? No, I don't think Lo- I don't think Lomachenko ever moves up to 140. And if he does, that's a bad idea. How do you say bad idea in Russian or whatever? I don't know. Or wherever he's from Ukraine. Bad idea. No, don't do it. No 140. Stay at 135 or even go back down. Um. Anyways, we kind of rambled on about this. Do you have a pound for pound list? No, no. I mean, I no, I don't think so. I I can't really no because no. It, even about the the, the pound for pound list. Kind of like you mentioned, oh, you know, resumes and all this. It's not all about resumes, blah, blah. I agree. I think also I could I could say that freaking Lomachenko is pound for pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I could say, right? Mm-hmm. And I could have said it even before he fought, I don't know, the last three, four fights. Mm-hmm. Because I saw the potential and I saw the skill. And, and to me, like, I would be like, all right, 
he, this fool is pound for pound because he's doing something that no other fighter in any weight class is doing mm -hmm. in terms of boxing skill. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can see that because I can relate. I'm a fighter, so I relate and I'm like, oh, damn, I can't believe he got away with that. I yeah. can't, can't believe he did that. You know what I mean? Now, the only as far thing as what about he's it, physically doing, physically doing yeah. exactly the, the kind of tricks he's doing, the kind of mind game, like everything that he's doing in mm -hmm. the ring. Um, I think that has to do a lot with who you put in the pound for pound list. You know what I mean? Not yeah. just who you beat. Yeah. Not just who you beat, uh, but that just your boxing IQ, your boxing style, everything you do in there. Mm -hmm. I think that that has a lot to do. Now, the only thing about it is for the casuals and for everybody else, and, and even for themselves to prove it, to then put the resume behind yeah. the skills. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, needs yeah. to be done. I and agree. I think he's on a good. He he's getting there. Yeah, he, he's on. He's on the right track. He's on the right track. Exactly. Yeah. I think so. Um, we we were talking about weight classes and pound for pound and guys that separate themselves from the pack and whatnot. Uh, is there a weight class right now that you see is maybe the most exciting in boxing, or 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 maybe the weight class that uh, maybe isn't even the most exciting but maybe draws the most attention? Like we talk about Wilder Joshua, it's a great fight. A lot of people interested in that fight. But maybe heavyweight's not the best class in boxing, right? The best weight class. Mm -hmm. Talk about Triple G and Canelo, mm -hmm. uh, middleweight fight that a lot of people also have interest yeah. in. Uh, even the casual fan, not just mm -hmm. the hardcore fans. That draws a lot of attention to boxing. But is middleweight the best class, mm -hmm. best weight class in your opinion? Uh, is there one no, that kind of sticks I, out to you? Not to me personally. I don't. I don't think so. Except I, I can think of the 135, and, I, and there's a lot of good fights there. But the 147 too, there's a lot of good fights. And then the 160. I think those three are like, for me, that I think are the, the best, like, I don't think there's one best or that stands out the most. I think those three equally stand out. Cause I mean, at 160, we what happened with uh, this Mexican fighter, uh, what's his name? Munguia? One, that's 154. So that was 154, yeah. I thought it was 160. Jaime Munguia? Jaime Munguia, yeah. He got offered, or I believe he got offered the Golovkin fight. He didn't get offered, he got denied that fight. He didn't want the, he, they said, what's his name? The, not the, the State Athletic Commission from the Vanavada, Rejected right? the fight. They rejected it. But he got offered the fight from from Team Golovkin. Oh, he did get yeah. offered it. Okay. From, from what I understand, he Golovkin and his mm -hmm. team Offered Jaime Munguia the fight, and uh, was it was in Nevada State Athletic or whatever, uh -huh. California State Athletic Commission, rejected the fight. They said no. The Nevada one, yeah, they yeah. didn't let it happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. That's from, I could be wrong, but that's, uh, if I remember correctly, that's that's how it went down. Uh, so he's at 154, but he, at 160, you still have Golovkin, mm -hmm. who has a few of the belts. Yep. Um, Billy Joe Saunders has mm -hmm. a belt. Uh, Canelo is still there. Um, Dan, uh, Daniel Jacobs, Charlo, and, uh, Charlo, yeah, Charlo, and uh, Demetrius mm -hmm. Andre, mm -hmm. um, who doesn't have a belt, but he he did really good at 154, mm -hmm. and now he's up at 160. Um, so a lot of good, a lot of good names there. That's what I'm saying. This, this, I feel like all those those three weight classes are like the ones that are causing the most. Like, what about 126? Um, Leo Santa Cruz, Abner Morris, mm -hmm. Gary Russell Jr., Oscar Valdez. Jojo Diaz. I know. Oh, damn. I mean, yeah, but I don't know. Not to me. To me, no? they're, they're they're exciting, but not as not as exciting as the other ones. Yeah. They're yeah. I mean, Oscar Valdez put on a show in his last yeah. fight. That yeah. was a good fight. Scott Quick. That was yeah, a good fight. Scott Quick really came in heavy. Fight. Yeah, he did. That was a great fight. But I don't know. I just just compared to the other ones, I I don't. 
You're I, more attracted to the other weight classes, you feel? Yeah. They give you better fights or just a better I, show? For me or? personally, because I think I, I feel like I can identify myself with them even more. Mm-hmm. I can make 130, I can make 140, 147. Because those are your weight classes. Those are So those are the ones I pay more attention to personally. Oh, okay. But I, it doesn't mean they are the best. Yeah, just, yeah. My personal perspective, that's that's how I look They at draw it. your attention. Yes, because, personally. Because I, I could make those weights, you know, those weights if I wanted yeah. to and fight in those weights. I would never fight at 160, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. unless I let's walk hope, up and Let's get hope up. not. <laughs> I get to 160, man. I'm going to tell you, you need to stop eating those burritos. Um, moving on, I want to talk about a few of the, the maybe, uh, the faces, the future faces of boxing. A lot of the guys that are, that are coming up mm-hmm. right now. Um, a lot of good names. We're not going to get into all of them today. Uh, a lot of them, maybe we can get into into depth in later episodes. Right now, I want to touch on a few. Um, if you guys checked out our YouTube channel, if you guys are subscribed, we, we recently made a list of um, five names you should look out for in the lightweight division, uh, 135 pounds. Um, guys that are coming up that maybe you should start paying some attention to. And uh, one of the guys that was mentioned in our video was Joseph Adorno. Um, Joseph Adorno knows about this video. Uh, Joseph Adorno, if you're watching this, you can come on the show and clarify. You're more than welcome to be a guest on this show. Um, But Joseph Adorno was included in this list of of top uh, lightweight prospects, you know, that people should be on the lookout for. 135 pounds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joseph Adorno said, I don't fight at 135. His comment was, I don't fight at 135. I'm a super featherweight, 130, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> Joseph Adorno has never has never officially weighed in at 130, which is uh-huh. the super featherweight limit, uh-huh. 130 pounds or below. Uh-huh. Because super featherweight is anything it's above 120, mm-hmm. 126, sorry. 26 up to 130. Up to 130. And that's it, yeah. And Joseph Adorno has weighed 132, <laughs> 133, mm-hmm. 131. You're a lightweight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... Uh, let's put it this way: go go to your bo- box rack, and your box rack should tell you what it what weight class you're in, right? So yeah. What so, about his box rack? So his box rack says this. So um, <laughs> some of the fights were rated actually surprisingly. Some of the fights were rated at super featherweight, but the weigh-ins were above 130. Maybe it was like 132, 131. Three. He has seven fights. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If I remember correctly, six of them ended in the first round knockout. And one of them ended by second round knockout. So you're off to a great start, Joseph. We really look forward to watching your career progress. Uh, But three of those fights were rated officially at super featherweight and four were rated at lightweight. Okay. But here's here's what I'm trying to say, though. When you go to a boxer's box rack and -hmm. you see their name, where they're from, like all of their info, it tells you the weight class. Right? I don't know how they do it, Mm -hmm. but here's what happened personally. When I, when I filed my paperwork to become a pro, I put in there that I was a lightweight, mm-hmm. right? Because they ask you how much you weight, whatever. Mm-hmm. I put in 135, that's lightweight. And then I uh, send it in, whatever. And then um, my weight class was determined by my first fight, which, is, which, which was a 130. Okay. So that's, I don't know, I don't know how that works, but... Um, what do they categorize you under? Super, super featherweight, featherweight yeah. Really? Even though I've, I've had, I mean, I guess two fights a super featherweight. But other than that, it's been 134. 
Yeah. So can you still make 135? I probably could. Yeah, I could. Yeah. You don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> but I could. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't because because if, if they would have gone by what I sent, it, it would it would say that I'm a lightweight because mm-hmm. that's what I put on the paperwork, lightweight. But I didn't, for my first fight, I didn't weigh in lightweight. I mm-hmm. weigh, weigh in a super fat. What do you consider yourself? A lightweight. A lightweight. And your most recent fight? Was a lightweight. Okay. But your other two fights have been at 130? 130, yeah. No catch weight? No. So you have? Well, actually, yeah, well, I weigh in at 130. That was supposed to be a one. Well, one was supposedly at 133, but I came in at 130. Mm-hmm. The second fight was supposedly, it was. Sign, it's supposed to be 135, but I came in at 130. Catchweight. Or, one, or no, sorry, for the one 133, that was a catchweight, but you came in at 130 anyway. Yeah, anyways, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the first one. 133 supposedly, but I came in at 130. Second five was supposed to be a lightweight at 135, but I came in at 130. Mm. Or so, somewhere around the 131, I think, I don't remember. The last fight was uh, lightweight, and I came in at 134 and a half or something, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, had, I, this is, so... One thing that would change my mind about what weight class I categorized Joseph Adorno in mm-hmm. is if maybe whatever his most recent fight, whatever that weight was too. But again, he's never made 130 or below, so I, I can't I can't categorize him as a super featherweight. Exactly. That's um, what I mean, yeah. Regardless, that guy's off to a great start with his career. Seven wins, seven knockouts, or sorry, I think, uh, yeah, seven knockouts. Uh, I think six of them in the first round. Um, and a lot of people consider him to be maybe the top prospect coming up. Um, me personally, there's a guy named Edgar Berlanga, who I think you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the guy who I consider to be the top prospect in boxing right now because he's doing everything that Joseph Adorno is doing, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, better mm-hmm. because not only is he getting He's, he just fought yesterday. Until yesterday, he had the same record as Joseph Adorno. Seven wins, seven knockouts, all in the first round. Mm. Yesterday, he fought again, got another knockout, first round. So now he's at eight wins, eight knockouts, mm. all in the first round. And he's not fighting guys with the losing record. Mm. Joseph Adorno has fought in a few guys that are, mm. you know, under, under 50% or whatever. And Edgar's not. So I feel like maybe the one thing that does damage him, which isn't entirely his fault, is his weight class because he's a super middleweight. So he fights at 168. And can you name any 168 pounders? Uh, it's no, not that not exciting really. of a weight class. Uh-huh. So that kind of hurts him a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, that's who I kind of see as my top prospect. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but with what you just said though, think about this. Can you name people at that weight class? Not really. So what, what if somebody makes that argument? Well, no wonder he's beating everybody, no. even if they don't have, you know, losing records. I can. I just feel like a majority of people cannot. So a majority yeah. of people aren't going to consider him as a top prospect because in their because mind... It's who, not exciting. Yeah. yeah okay, who's he so beat? I mean. who, not only who has he beaten, um, but who's he going to fight mm-hmm. later down the road? Like, yeah, yeah. there's not... In their mind, maybe there's nothing there exciting for me because I don't mm-hmm. know who... Uh, David Benavidez is. I don't know who Goberto Ramirez is. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, Chris Eubank. You know, even mm-hmm. those those are some of the top guys. They're not as relatable as let's say like mm-hmm. uh, Oscar Valdez. They're not as relatable as Canelo. They're not as relatable as Triple G, Lomachenko, mm-hmm. Mikey Garcia. 
None of those guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I feel kind of hurts him, if anything, is, is once he gets to that contender status or top spot, because I, I really believe he will, mm-hmm. um, I still feel like he won't get the recognition maybe that he deserves mm-hmm. for whatever he accomplishes because of his weight class not being as exciting. Hopefully it's more exciting in the future. Hopefully some guys move up. Like some of the guys at 160 maybe could mm-hmm. move up. But mm-hmm. as of right now, it's not a weight class that kind of draws a lot of attention. Um, anything you want to add to that? Or no, I think... Move, move right along. Um, Somebody's giving me a phone call. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, but anyways, that kind, of, that kind of wraps it up for our show, actually. That's, that's kind of basically everything. Um, I don't know if uh, there's anything you want to touch on before we head out. No. No? I, I don't think so. I think we touched on it pretty much everything. Um, just shout out to everybody watching. And I uh, hope you like the show. And hopefully it gets better, you know. I, th- I mean, it will get better as we go. Uh, leave your comments. Let us know. Follow us. And yeah, if you give guys, your feedback, too. Feedback. We want you guys to be more involved in the show. Wherever this leads, um, we want you guys to help. We want you guys to... To uh, speak up, mm-hmm. uh, if you guys want us to discuss a topic, if you guys want to be guests on the show, if there's anything you can do, if you think we can do better, mm-hmm. anything you want to see less of, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope that this grows along with you guys. Uh, we hope you guys take something out of this. We hope you guys learned something today. Mm-hmm. Um, drop a comment. Follow us at Box Talk 101 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Lobo is at Lobo 707 on Instagram um, drop a comment send us a message whatever you guys want give us some feedback mm-hmm. uh, again let us know what you'd like to include or exclude and if you want to be a guest on the show please by all means yeah, give us, us a heads up uh, where can they follow you other than Instagram uh, Facebook Pedro El Lobo Madrid so yeah you know forward slash Pedro actually just Lobo Pedro Lobo Madrid and then uh and YouTube, I have actually a YouTube channel. I do video vlogs, uh, basics in boxing. I haven't really got, I need to get back into my videos. But yeah. anyway, it's uh, in Spanish, how to box, basically. Como boxear. So just look me up if you want to check it out. Uh, learn a few things there. And uh, that's it. I think I do have a, a what is it? Twitter? Uh, Twitter, but I never use. You do have a Twitter. I do I have follow Twitter, you. I never but really I think use. you follow me, but you never tweet yeah, anything. But everywhere else is the same thing. Lobo 707. So. Alright guys, that's been it. That's that's our show for today. Thank you again for following us. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one.